Hi, welcome to Math Amusings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Amusings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Amusings. Today's date is Friday, May 12, 2023. This is Season 3, Episode 19 of our show, and has been customary the past few weeks at this point for me to say something interesting or unusual about either the date or the episode number. Here's what I've got. When I hear 512, that's today's date. May 12th is 512. And this is what it still reminds me of 30, 35 years later. So when I was growing up, my mom had a friend who's now his name is lost to me, lost history. And she used to describe her height as being five foot twelve, like I'm five twelve. She didn't want to say that she was six feet. I guess that was in her mind, like unladylike. It was unladylike to be six feet tall. So she was five foot twelve. I mean, I aspire. I wish I were five foot twelve. Uh, I wish I were five foot thirteen. I, like I would keep going. Um, but that being uh, that being said, that's about all I got for five twelve. Anyway, um, never mind the 12th of May, never mind the 13th of May. May 14th, 2023 is an important anniversary. It was 25 years ago, a pivotal day in American history. There were at least three monumental events uh, that I know of. I'm going to detail three of them. Actually, no, I'm going to do the opposite of detailing them. Detailing them would be if I went into a long story about all three of them. No, they each get less than five minutes right here. Uh, So we'll get right into it. It was May 14th, 1998. It was a Thursday. And uh, in the afternoon of May 14th was... uh, an event, a little bit of controversy in this. Um, this was all later overshadowed by the things that happened in the evening. Um, it's a, it was the disinterment, that's the word, disinterment of the unknown soldier, uh, Vietnam representative. Now this is at Arlington National Cemetery. They have um, the, the tomb of the unknown soldier. There's actually several men buried there. I say it's all men from various wars, I think every war, at least the last few in American history. And the the soldier from Vietnam, um, someone was able to put together like who that was so that it, he was not uh, unknown anymore. And then the question was, well, do we you know disinter him and do the modern DNA testing that we have now that we didn't have in the 70s and find out and like able to ID this guy? And um, it, it, that happened on May 14th, 1998. A, a little bit of controversy, as I said. It's like, you know, you're, you're disturbing a gravesite, a solemn gravesite. But uh, from what I understand, the, the, I don't even want to call it a ceremony. The, the thing that happened uh, was solemn and subdued and done with the proper respect and everything. And um, turns out that it, it was the person that they thought it was. And it was a moment of, um, resolution for his family, uh, and he was moved. Uh, now the the stone is or the that 
grave is, is marked in some other way. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I believe it is uh, a reference to all of the soldiers who died or, or something generic rather than this one person. Uh, his family got some closure. That was a word I couldn't think of a second ago, closure. Um, because I, I suppose that that's what you wanted if you were the family. And uh, in this uh, subdued, I hate to call it a ceremony, this, this thing had happened. I understand both sides of it. Um, and that should have been the big news of the day. Like, that's, that's pretty big news. Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, big deal. However, many more people that day were interested in the thing that happened in the evening was the, uh, I believe it was the 168th and, more importantly, the final episode of this show called Seinfeld which was the show of my youth, like the show of the 90s and the show that broke the mold. Like everything that happened after Seinfeld was just a copy of Seinfeld. And I've talked about this before. Um, and I've, I've borrowed this from uh, other people too, who actually are in the industry and like our professional critics. Like, look, everything that came before Seinfeld. Most sitcoms were families. It was like mom, dad, kids. Seinfeld, it was just four adults going about their own selfish lives. Nobody was related to one another. No one was married to one another. Um, and uh, it, they were all, you know, dating other people. It was just four independent actors, to use that word, and going about their daily lives. And literally their daily lives. That was the whole hook of Seinfeld. This is like, this is everyday life. And every show that's come after it is just a copy of Seinfeld. And... Um, so this was the expected thing that happened that evening. Never mind what went on at Arlington Cemetery. So this, this show was on, like, I picked up Seinfeld and probably I was like, you know, 11 or 12 years old and it ran until I was 16. Like, I'm about to turn 16 here, summer of 98. What I know of adulthood, like, before I was an actual adult and before I could, like, go out and be uh, adulting in the world, when I still lived at my parents' house as, you know, middle schooler, high schooler, I learned adulthood from watching Seinfeld, and I think most people my age uh, did too. And it, like, this is how to be a grown-up. Watching Seinfeld, <laughs> this, this is how grown-ups act in the world. So that night, uh, May 14th, 1998, uh, the Sullivans held uh, an event at their house, because as I've mentioned before, everything with Joe was always an event. We're going to make a ceremony. This is a ceremony. This was not subdued at all. We're going to make this a party. Uh, I'm sure we had Nurchie's Pizza that, you know, even predating my uh, employment there. I'm sure we had orange soda, like pizza, soda, cupcakes, like classic little kid birthday party, which was the hallmark and is the hallmark of all Sullivan parties. And like uh, me too. I mean, like I'm not the guy who like if you're going to socialize with me, my goal is not to to get you drunk never they, to me that that's not fun at all here's your psa for today that um, no no you you want to be aware of what's going on and yeah to, to stick to pizza and orange soda and and cupcakes is going to be much more fun so that evening and i mean we were all like 15 or 16 years old and his we're at his parents house there's only so much we could do and so we're watching the retrospective that they play first and then it rolls in, series retrospective was great to see because I'd seen every episode, it rolls into you know, the main event. And 
I remember watching the beginning of it either that day or a couple days before. And this is, well, I'm sure the internet existed, but pre-everyone on the internet all the time. There was something that was leaked that um, it was known there would be some legal trouble in the episode. More on that later. And uh, it was like, it was a scene from a courtroom. Somebody who was a, I guess a, this is how I understood it, like disgruntled actor who didn't get the part, like said, oh, there's some courtroom scene. That's what I auditioned for. And then when that starts up, it's like, oh my God, that was true. Like that rumor on the internet was true. But it, it ended up not giving out a whole lot. Now, if you've been in a cave for the last 25 years and don't know what the final episode of Seinfeld was about, it was something like this, that the four main characters, they're on a airplane, they're going to Paris, there's a problem with the plane, they're rerouted, had to land in Massachusetts. And I, um, it is at this point that I should say, I'm the final episode of Seinfeld Apologist. They, because all the people have hated on this episode. I personally like it. They land in a random town in Massachusetts, which has a law that if you witness a crime, you have to intervene. Now, this is all for the TV show. I, I know other towns have like tried to do things like this in real life. Doesn't matter. This is a TV show. And, and back before everyone was filming things on their phone, like Kramer's getting some home videos of this, uh, you know, the fat guy getting robbed. And that's the thing that's like funny and that they're making fun of him. And then, so they're picked up on this innocent bystander law that you, you had to intervene if you saw a crime occurring. And as they're, you know, going through their trial, everyone from their past, like all the guest stars are coming back and like, this is how Jerry wronged me this way back 10 years ago. This is how George Costanza wronged me five years ago. And it was funny to see all the actors come back. I thought it was funny to see all the actors come back. And it was pretty, even if it was a little too on the nose, like not the cleverest trick in the world, but a pretty good trick to bring back a bunch of guest actors. Uh, I thought it was good. Like it's been panned forever. But that 25 years ago, the, the attacks probably weren't as vicious because we weren't all tweeting at the time. As I said, on the final episode of Seinfeld Apologist, I still think it's great. So, during the time while this episode is airing, the other major news of the day comes down, which is that Frank Sinatra died. My hero, Frank Sinatra, um, who we all knew he was towards the end, and um, I, I, at the time, was, was a fan like anybody else. You know, I, I knew, like, the major hits, right? Everybody loves New York, New York. Everybody loves my way and, and that's life and strangers in the night. And it, it, was, it was this person that I, that I knew from you know, like the world of jazz and big band, which I was sort of interested in anyway. Now, the, the great story about this was that because everyone was home watching TV, this is when you had to tune in a certain channel a certain time to watch TV. Everyone's home watching TV, so there's no cars on the road. Like, there's no traffic. The ambulance is able to get to Sinatra's house uh, easily. He supposedly says, as his final words, I'm losing, which is a, a great, like, final words. Um, I, I think it, I've also heard it said that he said, I'm dying, which is not an interesting as interesting, but was more truthful. He's able to get to the hospital quickly, even if 
that were sort of embellished, like, well, yeah, it was during the final episode of Seinfeld. That That is, it's a good story anyway. So I've talked about this before. It was following his death that summer that his former record companies, Capital Reprise, Columbia, all unabashedly started re-releasing his old tracks. And like this is pre-Spotify where you, just, you can hear anything now anytime you want. Like I had to go out and buy the CDs and like his old um, companies are, are putting out these albums that I'm now buying because this is when I became the Uber fan. Frank Sinatra contest winner at, at one point, trivia contest winner. This was, yeah, 2000 or 2001. I was a participant in an uh, online Frank Sinatra trivia contest sponsored by Turner Classic Movies, which I was the grand prize winner. Uh, I still have the Concepts box set, which was my product. That thing cost like 300 bucks at the time. Uh, got a bunch of VHS tapes, got a, you know, a tote bag, of course. <laughs> stuff comes in tote bags my prize grand prize i mean uh, this is when i really became the sinatra fan and um fan of fs i named my own child fs those are his uh, first two initials and the thing is one of the greatest gigs i ever had was on frank sinatra's 100th birthday and i got to be Frank Sinatra in a matter of speaking. Like I, I played at a party that was a birthday party for Frank Sinatra, and I was doing his old tunes. And like, oh man, it's every gig of mine. But that was the hook. It was like only Sinatra. We were celebrating Sinatra that night. And um, like, you know, you're a musician long enough, the gigs kind of run into each other in your mind. But that one stands out. And I have said since. So this was 2015. Yeah. For the last eight years, I'll be saying this my whole life. It's like, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed. I, I never got to see Sinatra perform in concert. But hey, I got to be Sinatra on uh, December 12th, uh, 2015 uh, to celebrate his 100th birthday. What would have been his 100th birthday. Uh, he died at the age of 82. It was May 14th 1998 celebrating 25th anniversary of that this week and the uh, final episode of uh, Seinfeld and uh, the forgotten thing the disinterment of the unknown soldier they know who he is now ladies and gentlemen I appreciate your listening to Math Amusings today for more Math Amusings you can head to MikeOConnellJr.com <laughs>